Welcome back to Throwback with Jack. Today, September 25th, in 1919, U.S. President Woodrow Wilson suffered a breakdown in Colorado. His health would never recover. Let's examine this. Everyone knows that the presidency is a massive undertaking, not for the faint of heart. It is a high-stress job, to put it lightly. The decisions the president makes affect millions, if not billions, of people. And the president needs to be able to think, analyze, and make decisions, among other things. Needless to say, when a president can't do the job, it is a national emergency. Such was the case with Woodrow Wilson. Coming off of a victory in the First World War, it was Wilson's job to negotiate a peace treaty with the Allies and the Central Powers at Versailles. Now, Wilson was 100% for the Treaty of Versailles. After all, he had come up with the idea to establish a, quote, general association of nations, affording mutual guarantees of political independence and territorial integrity to great and small states alike, end of quote. Obviously, there were other aspects of the treaty, like reparations and territory Germany had to cede to France, which humiliated the Germans and created the conditions for Hitler to rise to power. But that is still a decade away. Wilson wanted, to, wanted a League of Nations to prevent a global war from ever happening again. France, Germany, the UK, US, and many others signed the treaty. All Wilson had to do now was sell it to Congress and the American people. Sounds easy enough. So he embarked on an ambitious country-wide public speaking tour to drum up support for the League of Nations. However, on September 25th, 1919, he collapsed at Pueblo, Colorado. The remainder of the tour was canceled, and he was rushed back to the White House, where he suffered a severe stroke. Now, it's important to note that Wilson actually had a history of strokes, but he always dismissed them because he thought he could, like, tough it out. You know, yeah. Then, a cover-up began, led by White House physician Dr. Grayson and, his, and the First Lady Edith Wilson. The cabinet brought up the matter of succession but the doctor refused to sign any official note of disability. It is important to note that the public was kept in the dark of this as well. Now, Wilson tried to get support for the treaty, but fell seven votes short in the Senate. And by this point, he was far too weak to try for a third term. He retired from public life at the end of his second term in 1921 and died three years later in 1924. This last thing is very important. Wilson's condition left him bedridden for the majority of his last two years in the White House. The only people allowed to see him were his wife and some close advisors and a doctor. It is unclear how lucid Wilson was during this time. A secret president might have existed. Indeed, some say that Edith Wilson was actually making the decisions around here. So who knows, we might have had our first female president in all but name for two years in 1919. Think about that for a second. That's wild. That's actually crazy. Yeah, now that I think about it, that is nuts. Imagine having a secret president, not some shadowy organization, but like the president is physically incapable of doing his job. Like the cabinet really should have gotten together and been like, nah, succession. That's why, yeah, that's tough.